Good morning. It's Thursday, June 25th. Welcome to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Every weekday in just 10 minutes, we'll make you smarter about your day. We'll start with one big thing or one story you can't miss. Today, how fast will our economy recover? The pandemic hangs over that, and the number of COVID-19 cases state by state is looking pretty bad. But first, the shape of the economic recovery is today's one big thing. Felix Salmon is the chief economic correspondent for Axios. I asked him if he could explain a shorthand economists often use when they refer to an economic recovery. They're very busy, Nyla. They can't talk about long words, so they just use letters, whether it's V or U or L or I or W, because they're far too busy to be able to actually have coherent sentences. Well, this is audio, so maybe tell me what a V economic recovery looks like. So a V is... We locked down because of the coronavirus, and then we unlocked and we went back to how we were. That's the best case economic scenario, and it's definitely the economic forecast that the Trump administration is pushing. So we're not a V. Are we a U? So a U is where you drop down, fall off a cliff, and then there's no recovery at all. I feel like we've turned this into like a Sesame Street of economic recovery. (laughs) But what letter are you watching for? So the economic consensus is not a letter. I hate to break this to you. It's kind of a backwards square root sign where you drop down a lot, you come back a little, and then it's flat. The general consensus is that we drop down a lot because we locked down the country. We bounced back a little because we unlocked the country and because we implemented trillions and trillions of dollars of economic stimulus. But Assuming that we don't lock back down and assuming that we don't have a big uptick in coronavirus deaths, then the idea is we'll have a new sort of plateau and that the single biggest risk to the American economy is that the virus just does not come under control at all. The number of deaths starts going up and we need to do a whole second round of lockdowns. And that's really the worst case scenario. And that's what people talk about when they talk about a W-shaped recovery, where it goes down, it goes up, and then it goes back down again. Felix, why does the shape of the recovery matter? So this really matters to basically anyone who needs a job right now, which is tens of millions of people. The big, big question is, if we fall back, then far from seeing people coming back into the workforce, we could actually see unemployment go up. We could see the recession get worse. And that's the last thing anyone wants. The other big thing that you need to picture is that economists really care about whether things are getting better or whether things are getting worse. But when you're spending a lot of time looking at those differences. What you can often do is miss the big picture. And the really big picture is that things are really, really bad. And so no matter how quick the recovery is, no matter how sharp the V is, no matter how great we manage to come back from the pandemic, the fact is that we are in an absolutely terrible economy right now. And we are likely to be in a terrible economy for the foreseeable future. Felix Salmon is the chief financial correspondent for Axios. 
We'll be back in just 15 seconds with a deeper look at the pandemic across America. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Welcome back to Axios Today. We've been mapping coronavirus cases in the U.S. for the last eight weeks. Sam Baker, our healthcare editor, told me that back in May, things weren't looking that bad. But now that many states have reopened, a map is showing us dangerously close to the worst-case scenario public health experts have been worried about. This is really bad. There's no denying it. It's almost the worst-case scenario that people were so afraid of back in March. Cases are going up all over the country. Hospitalizations are way up. You're starting to see the strain on the healthcare system that everyone was so afraid of. That there's no other explanation for this other than we didn't do enough and now we're paying the consequences. I think that when you look at, for example, the East Coast versus the West Coast, there are some surprises there. Yeah, I think people are sleeping a little bit on California. Frankly, a lot of the attention is sort of politically driven all around. And so people are focusing on states with Republican governors. And those states deserve a lot of scrutiny and, in many cases, a lot of criticism. It is not necessarily a partisan failure. California just isn't getting it done for whatever reason. That is a state that is performing poorly consistently. So, Sam, I think some people might look at the map and say, oh, well, the numbers are just going up because we're testing more and everyone keeps telling us to test more. Yeah, that is not the case. Uh, And I think Mike Ryan of the World Health Organization sort of put this well. We do not believe that this is a testing phenomenon. Hospital admissions are also rising in a number of countries. Deaths are also rising. But every other data point suggests that this is a real outbreak. This is not just more testing. You've been covering this since the beginning. How do you feel when you see data like this, when we're four months into this? It's extremely frustrating to see data like this this far into it. We've been sort of trying to do our best to explain to people, here's what we know, here's what we don't. But based on what we know, this is what's likely. Here's what you need to do. A lot of people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear from us. They don't want to hear from Anthony Fauci. And I've said this over and over again, is you have to have the manpower, the system, the testing to identify, isolate, and contact trace in an effective way. The next couple of weeks are going to be critical. Every week is going to be critical until there is a vaccine. You still have to be vigilant, even when you think you have it under control, in order to keep it under control. Sam said something to me that's the bottom line. It's not up to us when the virus is over. The virus is in charge. We're just reacting to it. And not realizing that may be our biggest liability. Sam Baker is our healthcare editor. It's time for Axios Insider. And one of our co-founders, Mike Allen, is here with me. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Nyla. This show needs some sunshine. This has been a rather grim depiction of life in America today, but you have some news about the Democratic National Convention. Yeah, what the Democrats hope will be good news, and that is the plans that they have to retrofit their convention in Milwaukee. And I have some scoop, Nyla, on what they're thinking. So it'll be up to a thousand people who are actually there in person. Most people will be back uh, in their states and they're going to make it much shorter 8 to 11 each night instead of usually starting at 4 or 5 in the afternoon. They're calling it the convention across America. So now there's a little bit of a metaphor for our times. They're calling it the biggest convention ever, when in fact it's 
actually the smallest uh, convention of modern times. The point of a convention is supposed to pump people up for a candidate. Do you think Democrats can achieve that level of energy virtually? Well, Nyla, what they're thinking here is that to normal American voters, suburban voters, people they're trying to reach, that they will look responsible and commonsensical compared to the Republicans with their massive crowds who aren't wearing masks. And if you think about it, that's a little bit a proxy for the case of Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. Thanks, Mike. Have a great day. Thank you, Nyla, and have a great breakfast. Today, we leave you with one thing I've been totally fascinated by. Dust blowing all the way from the Sahara Desert is expected to affect Jamaica. Yes, you heard her right. There's a plume of dust from the Sahara Desert that has traveled nearly 5,000 miles this week to the Caribbean. And it's coming to the United States next. All the way to the east, from the west part of Africa, we see a larger plume that is moving across. It's so big you can see it from space. And on the plus side, the plume is dampening hurricane activity. And it's headed north to the Ohio Valley later this week, which could make for some beautiful sunrises and sunsets. And now here's one more word from our sponsor. Axios Today is a production of Axios and Pushkin Industries. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. But if you want more news before then, you should check out our afternoon podcast recap. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening and stay safe.